What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Lit Chill. I am your host, Bree Steele, and I am excited to be coming back to y'all again. So, with this arising, I was trying to figure out what should I talk about. I've come across so many things on social media, just so many things personally. Um, even a recent reading that I had, y'all, um, for an inner child trauma, inner child trauma healing. I can't remember. It was like inner child trauma terror, terror reading. And I'm actually glad I thought I brought this up um, because it was by Orange Coco on Instagram, which I will tag her in the description below or link her. And it was fucking awesome. Normally, I only read myself. I don't normally read other people. Um, or I don't read other, well, it's rare when I read other people. It's like family or friends that might, you know, ask and I do it, whatever. But normally I only read myself and I've not ever allowed anyone else to read me just because I feel like it's a sacred thing. And if you're not careful, you can invite, you know, certain energies that are not wanted. And so for me, it was very important that I heal my inner child. And so unfortunately, I had reached out to her before and was talking about her inner child healing sessions or inner child self-healing trauma, whatever you want to call it, sessions like individual like therapy kind of sessions um, but they were no longer available by the time I had the funds to do so so instead I decided to do a tarot reading and I don't believe that things are lost to you I know that it's just not for you in that format or it's not that it's necessarily lost to you because someone else gained it look at it in that perspective that means that you no longer needed it so when you lose things it's not that it's not that it's lost to you is that that it no longer serves a purpose you no longer need it now it's for someone else who actually does and so um yeah I wasn't able to do the sessions but I was able to do a reading and I was more than happy to do so because um my inner self is just as important as my adult self or my child self is just as important if they're on the same you know they're both equal and so one cannot exist without the other so i got this reading y'all and let me tell y'all just the first couple sentences had me fucking blown with the accuracy of the reading like she talked about how like peace of mind is one of my focuses right now and i'm in hermit mode and even when she brought up like my childhood and how like I was very uh, reliant on my caregivers and the sense of validation and I wouldn't be able to do anything else without their validation or guidance or you know them telling me things and it just blew my mind so I mean I was already clearly a believer of Tara anyway but that shit just that did it in for me like that shit did it in okay she not only read read me but she also had like the end of it was kind of like my inner child letter like like my inner child speaking directly to me telling me what she needs to feel safe and protected and you know loved and 
it was something I would definitely recommend every being on this planet to do. Um, because a lot of us don't realize that our inner child is really the one running the show, which is also our subconscious mind. And if you don't take care of him or her, then you run in these streets amok and your ego gone crazy and wild in the process. And we don't want that. We want everyone healed. We want everyone loved. And we want everyone to spread that love so that way we can create balance on our planet. Right? So, that's how I had to bring that up because y'all, okay? <laughs> I still have to read. Like, I've already read it twice. I have to read it again because I want to meditate. Like, it's that important for me to decipher every single thing. Take it in. Have a conversation with myself on how and what not even how but what steps I need to take moving forward to bring this healing into fruition which is gonna be a continuous journey healing is is a never-ending journey um but is that important to me and so yes now I want to talk to y'all about what we're gonna talk about today which is taking accountability you saw I did that there right we're talking about healing the inner child and taking accountability um and you know healing your inner child is is a really big step towards being accountable because you are aware that your inner child is in need of love and in need of healing that they didn't receive or that he or she didn't receive when she in my case was younger so accountability is very important in the healing process i came across a post that stated healing and this is not quotable of course but this is just a summary of what I remember but um healing is like you know what matter of fact let me pull it up instead of trying to play the game of remembrance because I ain't about to sit here and play this game because it was it was that good of a quote that I'm like it's cold okay so it was from the conjuress and it states, love and life, love and light does not mean tuck it away, grin and bear it for the sake of perception. Too many people out here not healing because they're letting memes guide their spiritual path. Darkness and destruction are parts of spiritual reality just as they are parts of nature. Spirit is nature, nature is spirit. Anyone who tries to convince you that they turn their negative emotions to love and light without accessing the vibration of said emotion is full of shit, okay? If you don't sit with your destructive energy, own it, learn it, you can't change shit. It's the energy that says this needs to change. This requires a boundary. The love and light energy comes after you've mastered your darkness. It does not replace it. Again, that was quotable by at the conjuress with three S's on Instagram. And so I want to get back to the part of if you don't sit with your destructive energy on it, learn it, you can't change it. It's the energy that says this needs to change. This requires a boundary. We're running with that in terms of taking accountability, right? Because a lot of y'all, including myself, out here blaming everybody else for why your life is trash. 
Er, you blaming people for why your life is trash. Believe me, I'm not all for the blame game, pointing fingers and telling people about themselves because it, I wouldn't be telling you about yourself if I wasn't telling you about myself. Okay, so when you go through a situation and you decide that you want to play victim because that's what it is, it's playing victim. Like, I'm not about to sugarcoat it for you. I'm not about to pat you on your back and hold you and and hold your hand because you're not a child. We ain't children no more, right? Somebody, maybe, hopefully, if your children listen to this, you are still a child. But if you aren't, that victim mentality is going to destroy you. Because you are allowing others to control your life when you choose to remain in the victim mindset, which directly relates to taking accountability. When you don't take accountability for the things that have happened to you in your life, then you choose to be a victim and you choose for everything else around you to control you in your life and tell you what you can and cannot do. So the first step in taking accountability is stop pointing your finger at other people and start looking at the three fingers pointing back at you, which I know that y'all heard that because I've, I've, you know, dealt with that as a child, like, or not a child, like we heard that growing up as children. Y'all give me one second because my son just seems to want to talk to me about something. Okay. My bad, y'all. If you a mom, you get it. That's mom life for you, okay? Either way, back to what I was saying. Like we heard growing up, stop pointing at others and look at the three fingers. Stop pointing at others and look at the three fingers pointing back at you because you control your life. You own your life. Nobody else. Nobody else. And until you realize that is when you decide that you're gonna take back ownership of your life, point blank. Because like she said, if you don't sit sit with your destructive energy on it and learn it, you can't change it. So the way to take accountability is honestly through your your destructive energy, quite frankly. Like you never learn shit if bad shit don't happen. If everything good always happens to you, you're just going through like the motions at that point. Like you're not learning anything. People hate bad or negative. I'm not gonna say bad. Negative things happening to them. It's so terrible. Yes, it's terrible. But there's a lesson to be learned. Not only that, it's also an opportunity to heal and change the course of your life. So I'm trying to think about me and right now. Let's say, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to talk about me right now, okay? Right now, I am working for myself, transitioning my son into straight homeschool, which is scary as fuck. I don't give a shit what nobody says because there's no blueprint. No one in my family has done it that I know of. I know of people that do it, but they still ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they probably had a fear or maybe they grew up having that lifestyle, but I didn't. So learning to be the blueprint for my own bloodline is hard in itself so for me right now we're running my business and transitioning jace to homeschool and having a two-year-old and 
uh, living with my spouse, the thing is, is that I was at a place maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago, where I'm like, bro, I cannot be dependent upon this person. Like, financially speaking, not everything, just financially. I'm like, you know, I have my own car. Um, I have my own car. And I take care of the responsibilities of cleaning and everything else around the house. But I'm like, I know how I am. I know what I like. And quite frankly, I don't want to be the person that's dependent on somebody else to the point where if something happened, oh my Lord, these children, I tell you, um, if something happened, then, you know, I cannot pick myself back up. And so I was like, okay, we got to come up with a plan, right? Because if you want to be a doula or if you want to be a Texas master naturalist or master gardener, whatever you want to call it, you got to start getting out there and hustling and, you know, making your own financial finances or financials is what I'm going to call it. So that way you can obtain what you would like and what you want. Because luckily I am grateful enough to not have a lot of bills. Like I have insurance, I have a phone bill. I have like a credit thing I'm doing and I'm trying to pay off debt, but I control my life and I choose how I want to live it. So I can't be blaming, you know, my partner for whatever they doing and not doing or whatever. I got to say, okay, I can't look at you to do this for me. I have to do this for myself. Period. Okay. Period. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to drive lunch and dinner for DoorDash because I'll make more money that way. And my goal is just to make, I just start off with $10 a day. Y'all. I'm just, I just want to make $10 a day or not a day, $10. Yeah. $10 a day. That's $50 a week. That's $200 a month. Yes. That sounds very minimal, but when you have, when you live simply, you don't need a lot, quite frankly. And at this point, I'm in the early stages of rebuilding my foundation. So that sounded reasonable to me. So the first week, I made my goal, over my goal, I mean, $80. I was like, okay. And the next week, I drove lunch and dinner because it was the week of Thanksgiving and Jace was out of school. And so I worked lunch and dinner every day, I think, that week and made like $200, $200 plus. Dollars. And I was like, okay, I see now. And the following week, week, I made 200 as well. So I was like, okay, how about this? As long as I make $20 per, you know, excuse me, y'all, per, um, per shift, right? If I would drive lunch and dinner, $20 for lunch, $20, $20 for dinner, $40 a day, that's $200 a week. So I'm like, cool, like that's clutch. We can do that. And so that is what I've done. Instead of saying, hey, you know, I don't have a job and you know this and that. And, you know, you know, instead of placing that responsibility and blame on that person, why am I not taking the matters into my own hands? Like, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, but expecting help, being dependent on someone else's help is problematic, primarily because you allow that other person to have control and sometimes let me be clear there's nothing wrong with not having any control but when you want certain things 
then you need to want to control you need to want to find not control it you need to want to find a way to make it happen and not to look to others to make it happen for you that's what i'm saying so the way you know you take accountability once you decide to stop blaming everybody and their mama for why your life is trash is to reverse the question and ask yourself like how am i to blame in this situation how did i influence the outcome of the situation what can i do on my end to prevent a similar situation like that's like saying like let's say you're in a relationship right and your spouse which is probably the most common example to use is cheating on you right and so or you you speculate them let me not even say that you speculate them to be cheating on you right so is is and we don't know right whether they're cheating on you or not let's say that's the mindset you don't know if it's true or not you're just going off of a quote-unquote insecurity or a woman's intuition right but you suspect your spouse is cheating on you right and so oh i'm about to play reverse so you ask yourself how am i to blame how did i influence the outcome of the situation what can i do on my end to prevent a similar situation we're gonna first answer the question of how am i to blame you are not to blame for while your spouse cheats on you i don't give a shit what they tell you that is a self-reflection of their own self however if they have cheated on you or if you are speculating that they cheated on you it is a reflection of your insecurity because whether they were or not or whatever that shit has nothing to do with you the actions you take and the things you do in your life are a reflection of what's inside of you and if you're with that person it's a reflection of what's also inside of you as well don't flex and act like you ain't thought about it because that person's lacking in a certain department and instead of you saying oh you lacking instead of you saying you're instead of you looking at yourself and saying why do i want to cheat on this person or not even cheat i ain't gonna say cheat why do i want to have relations with someone else when i'm in a relationship let's phrase it that way why do i want to do that what's what's going on with me especially if it's not something you want to do but you want to do you know what i'm saying like you want to do it, but the moral part of you is like, mm, you shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? That internal struggle. And I'm being, I'm, I'm being real with y'all, okay? So, when you ask yourself that question, it's not, and when you tell yourself, like since we're using this example, when you tell yourself, you're the reason why I did this because you weren't doing what are the common reasons people step out, right? Like, you aren't giving me attention, and um, you're not taking care of me, or you don't make me happy. How you take accountability for that is you, you, you now say, you, while you're trying to blame that person, instead of blaming them, you need to take accountability for why you're not making yourself happy. You need to take accountability for why you're not spending time with yourself. You need to, you know, it's not about them, it's about you. Because when you got your shit together and when you got yourself together, you're not going to expect anything from anyone else because you already give it to yourself. And then if they add to that, it just makes it even more beautiful. Okay? We have to get to a point 
where we stop seeking outside of ourselves and we start looking within ourselves. Because once we heal the self, we can heal the community. But we also have to understand that healing is an ongoing journey. And so you can heal the self and the community simultaneously just by healing yourself. Damn, that's a quote right there, y'all. Because um, I've had clearly everyone, most, I ain't say everyone, but a lot of people have had relationships where their ex-partners have stepped out on them. And they're like, oh, it's because you didn't do, do this, doing this, this, and this. And I'll, I'll be the first to be like, pause. Don't blame me for why you have indiscretions, okay? Don't even do it. Because instead of you speaking up and saying what's going on in your mind and instead of expressing, you know, you want to explore something within yourself as to why you're having these thoughts or if you're even doing these things, you feel okay to attack someone else and make them feel insecure because you feel insecure. Ooh, I'm just learning something my dad said. So since you're insecure, you want that person to feel low just like you do because you already feel low about your own self. Mm. Damn, that's crazy, right? I just learned this. Like, talking to y'all, I'm just not learning this. Like, damn, that's fucking crazy. It's almost fucked up, though. It's like, damn, I feel shitty, so I want you to feel shitty. Instead of saying, I feel shitty, how can I not feel shitty? How can I make myself happy? Like, Personally, and taking accountability for my own life and happiness and peace of mind, I oftentimes ask myself, how am I making myself happy? Because I tend to overpour. I tend to pour myself empty before I'm like, okay, I need a reset. I need some time alone from the kids, from you, from everything. Like, I need some time. And I'm still learning within my own self to take accountability to know before it gets too late to say, hey, I need a three-day weekend to myself because y'all driving me fucking wild, okay? And see, that's the taking accountability part, is to pay attention. It, it, it eventually becomes to a point where you start to notice triggers, you start to notice behaviors and patterns, and then you create boundaries around that. So for me, like I was talking about, you know, overpouring understanding when I'm getting to a point where I'm just like, okay, I'm tired, I can't do it no more. Like I need to, it's, it's time. So maybe what I need to do is come up with a consistent schedule for taking three days self-care weekends to myself where I don't talk to nobody, where I don't do nothing, where I just chill the fuck out, maybe read a book and watch some TV, Netflix, okay? And chilling alone. Cause there is nothing wrong with isolation. There is nothing wrong with wanting to be with oneself alone. So, How did I influence the outcome of the situation? And what can I do on my end to prevent similar situations? So what you can do is create boundaries and remove certain energies as you see, as you see fit. Because there will be times where you do begin to take accountability in your life and you do say, all right, Brie, you know, you shouldn't behave this way. You shouldn't come out your mouth this way. You shouldn't do this. What you should instead do is pause, think for a second, and then say something. 
because patience is one of the biggest things I'm practicing right now. Driving has helped significantly in my patience game, let me tell you, okay? Because my road rage was serious, like super serious. But um, creating those boundaries and what you do is to prevent similar situations is when you are triggered and when they do come up, You'll, you'll begin to notice them the more frequently they happen the more you will begin to notice it because you can be triggered like by the same thing three times but every time you should somehow slightly improve from the last and to a point where you get to a point where it happens to a point where eventually it'll happen and you won't even be triggered by it at all you will expect it like earlier today I was on the phone with my mom and she was talking about Christmas and I told her I'm not really in the mood like I'm not really trying to celebrate traditional quote-unquote traditional holidays Christmas Thanksgiving you know New Year's um, whatever other holidays there are Fourth of July all the jazz I'm like I am more interested in creating my own traditions and so I'm like you know I don't really care to go over their grand's house this Friday because realistically I don't want to celebrate it like I don't believe in it it's not in my personal opinion, which we can have a difference of opinion and still love each other and be okay with it. I do not give my energy to that holiday because in my eyes, it is on false pretenses, okay? And so to each his own, we can agree to disagree, but my mom likes to, she likes to debate and likes to be firm in her beliefs, which is fine. So she goes on this whole rant about don't do your kids like that, give them this and give them that. And I'm like, see, to me, even before I went down this road um, of self and spirituality and healing, Christmas was about family. It was about love. It's about giving, not about material items, not about things, not about things that you get, not about fulfilling, being fulfilled through materialistic items that someone else gives you that you feel deemed worthy of, like, it was not about that for me. I learned that the older I got, but people have gotten so consumed with, oh, I have to give somebody this and I have to get like, and, and, but in reality, it's like, you should give, you should give all year long. Why are you waiting to the end of the year and, and for birthdays and for special occasions to give a gift? Because giving is a form of love. It's a form of energy, like everything is. And if you only give during certain times when they tell you, deemed by these holidays that you're supposed to, you're not only giving to the person, but you're giving into whatever energy that holiday or that event was originally created for, which let's be real, a lot of people ain't doing that kind of research to find out what the origin was of these stories of these traditions and histories and holidays that they've created no one is doing it so it's just like we're not no one but minimal people are doing it so for me it wasn't important because it's like hey but as she was talking about it I'm I laugh now at the conversations because I'm just like you feel the need to change my thoughts and my know-how on my viewpoints and you have yet to learn that you even you stating how you feel about it won't sway me in either way and I didn't allow myself to go down that road where it's a back and forth like I'm just like okay I gotta call you back because I gotta call at 10 like I'm not doing this with you 
Because I will quickly shut somebody down, especially when I've created a boundary and I've told you, no, I don't want to talk about something. Or even if you, you know, you talk about something and you don't, you talk about something against what I told you and you still want to talk about it, I'm just not going to respond. I listen to you, but I'm not going to respond. I'm going to laugh because it's comical to me that people want us to all think the same and be the same and live the same and wear the same things and have the same things. And I'm, I'm just not interested in any of that. I'm like, at this point in my existence, I want to live simply. I want to give back to Mother Earth. I want to be at peace. And I don't want to be walking around here playing the rat race with everybody else. Because I see where that leads. And it's called death. I mean, you can't avoid death anyway. But why speed up your death if you don't have to you know that's just how I feel it so either way back to the topic again taking accountability if the same situations happen again and again notice the trigger and decide to act differently like I told you my mom, my mom we get we used to get into a lot because of differences of opinion differences of viewpoints she's very factual logical I'm very emotional and sensitive okay which I accept that and I like that about myself because that's my feminine side but I'm also logical when it comes to certain things I'm very illogical um and there's I'm still learning how to even identify my emotions because it's not something I was raised in because like I said my mom was very logical so you know you you the more you stop looking at others and what they did in the situation the more you can accept what you did like Another example, my two best friends got into it a while ago. And, you know, one person called me. There was one person on the other side that would call me all the time about shit that went down. And that or shit that would irritate her went down. And we would talk about it, talk it through, whatever, whatever. And there's a, another one who didn't talk to me about at all about anything. Because in, in her mind, she probably didn't think shit was going on. Or if shit was going on, it wasn't serious enough to call me, right? Because they met each other through me. But this one situation that happened, that friend who normally calls me all the time didn't call me this time. And I was like, that is very interesting to me. And so my best friend, the other best friend who called me, she talked to me about what was going on, told me everything that happened. I shared my viewpoints on it and I was bewildered at the situation. I also was trying to identify how she could take accountability for what occurred in the situation. Um, so months went on and eventually my friend, my best friend, my best friend told me what happened. And so you could still tell that there was a lot of feelings towards it. She, she was still, not months went on, but like maybe a month later, you know, or weeks later, I don't know. You could still tell that she was harboring certain emotions about the situation, even though it had passed. And so I don't believe in playing that game of what well, she said you did this and she said you did that. She said, nope, I'm not doing that shit. Because one, that's childish. That's, I'm not a child. I'm not in high school. I'm not in middle school. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to put two melanin women against each other when we got enough of that going on in the world. So instead of me saying, you were wrong for this and you were wrong for that, because I don't believe in right or wrong anyway. But instead of doing that, what I did was I challenged her to say, to look at herself to figure out what she did in the situation, how she needs to move 
moving forward, what she wants to do moving forward. That is how you resolve an issue. That is how you help your friends and family members grow spiritually. Is by challenging them, not by being their yes, you know, man. Yes, they're yes men's and they're mm-hmm girls and hell no, nah, man, none of that. Because them ain't your friends. They just here to hold us. They seek warmers. I'm gonna tell you now, they seek warmers. And realistically, they're not gonna help you grow because they want you to still be on the same frequency as them. And that's not the kind of friend I want to be. I used to be that way. Yeah, girl, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. High school. And that's because that's how we were raised in a sense. Like, you see your parents doing that, or you see other people that you know doing that, and you're just like, oh, this is how you're supposed to behave. Like, no. When we get to a point where we learn that love is about spiritual growth of oneself and those around you, we change the entire conversation of how we interact in our relationships. We not only take accountability for ourselves, but we challenge others to take accountability for they for their actions and themselves because realistically when you don't challenge your friends you allow them walk around here look like fools and then by default who else look like a fool you do because you hanging with that fool ain't you mm-hmm. see i'm gonna tell you that's probably why i only got two friends well one consistently and I, that's something I'm also working on as well, trying to get myself back out there, get more friends. But it's very hard for me these days to have meaningless relationships or meaningless connections with people who are still stuck and tied to the physical reality that we lived in, who are not interested in self-development, who are stagnant and who are realistically dead on the inside. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. That's like a plant. If a plant isn't watered, and if a plant doesn't have sunlight, then it's dying. It'll die. It'll shrivel and die. And it actually is going to happen pretty goddamn fast. If, 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 depending on the leaves and depending on how many, you know, the, how many plants you got within that plant. But, yeah, it's going to give out on you. So choose on whether you're going to be a living plant or a dead plant. And the way you start by doing that is choosing to take accountability for your actions and stop being a victim. Because I used to notice that I was doing the same stuff, having that victim mentality that why is like, oh, actually, it's funny I brought this up. My reading also brought it out that I had the victim mentality of why is this happening to me? And oh my God, my life is so terrible. Instead of saying, how can I change the narrative to where it's in my favor? Because I'm not a victim. I put myself in this situation. Two years ago, when I got, not two years ago, three years ago. Oh, Evie's almost three soon? Jesus Christ. Anyway, three years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, Everly, I was a jobless. I was single. I was in Atlanta with my mom. Didn't have a place, didn't have my own car. Nothing. Nothing, y'all. Had nothing. Okay. And even then, I'm in a victim of why is this happening to me? I can't believe this is happening to me. And da, 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 da. Bro, it took me a year, a year or two to get out of that rut. Let me tell you. No, it took like a year and a half, a year, a year and a half. And even 2019, there was times I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, how did I end up in this situation? Because when it gets hard, it gets hard. I ain't going to sit here and flex with y'all. It gets hard. And you have those moments of weakness where you're like, why is this happening to me? But as long as you don't 
grovel in it and sit in it and get stuck in it, that is the key to it. That's the key. So choose not to be a victim. Choose to control your life. I ain't gonna say control. I hate the word control. And I've used it a few times, right? (laughs) But choose not to be a victim. Instead, choose to take accountability. And choose to control what you can, not what you cannot. And sometimes understand or understand that not everything in your life is meant to be controlled. That's another conversation for another day. I should probably write that down in my notes. Because that's something I'm also learning how to do. Or maybe this is the first time I'm bringing it up to myself. Either way, I love y'all as always. Thank you for sitting through this episode with me of how to take accountability for your life. And I really challenge and hope that the next situation and next time that you're triggered or upset or sad or hurt or angry, you recognize the thing that triggered you and you choose how to handle it better next time if it happens again or when, not even if, because it'll happen again in a different way. But it'll, but you'll know it when it comes because you'll be triggered again. And you're like, why is this making me so upset? Why is it making me so angry? You know? And so on another day, in another conversation, we'll get to the, con- we'll get to the topic of understanding how your triggers are related to your inner child. Because yesterday I took a meditative bath and I realized that Seeking validation from others or from my partner was a trigger for me, but it was directly related to the fact that I seek validation from my mother as a child. Not saying I didn't always get it, because I did, but I didn't, I didn't get it as much as I would have liked to get it. And that's something she also, she didn't, and that's something she actually never had as a child. And that's something that I don't blame her for. I'm not mad at her for because I understand that she is the way she is because they're all unhealed. You can't expect an unhealed person to raise a healed person. I'm just saying. You cannot. And you can't blame them for how they were raised because you have to understand that they didn't know any better just like we don't know any better we're all trying to figure it out y'all okay we have to give each other grace extend grace and be loving now i ain't saying you gotta accept somebody's shit consistently okay i'm just saying give some grace keep loving and move on yeah can we do that we can do that so i'm gonna finish drinking my lemon and eschenea tea as I sit here with my crystals and my monstera plant, whom I've named Brittany and Brianna. Okay. And I want to let y'all go because it is time for me to end this episode. So with that being said, I love y'all. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day. And peace, live, love, life. Bye, y'all.